2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 Has Entered the Podcast. This is your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, and always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Murkison, a.k.a. The Merkman, a.k.a. Mercosaurus Rex. And Merkman, we got a special guest on the podcast. You should, you could say Player 3 has entered the podcast. Oh, my. Uh, got my friend Sean on. Sean, why don't you say hello to everybody? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, Sean, also Cardell Deshaun Manning, also known as Emperor Remiel. And if you've seen me on League of Legends, I am Saren. Thank you so much for being a guest today, Sean. We are happy to have you and excited to get into all the news and everything that's been going on this week. Me personally, I finished Avatar for the fourth time. Amazing series. Uh, it's just as good as it ever was. My wife actually watched it with me for the first I've been trying to get my wife to watch Avatar for like 10 hey. years, y'all. Makes sense. Did you hear that Legend of Korra is going to be on there soon? I did. Have, have you, yeah. either of you seen Legend of Korra? Yeah. I, I, finished, it. I finished it. Okay. What, what do you, I mean, a lot of people say it's not as good as the original Avatar. Some people say it's better. I don't know if I trust them. That sounds insane. What do you say? I'd say it's, you really shouldn't compare the two, okay. in my opinion, because Korra and Aang are two different Avatars. Mm-hmm. Like, completely different, where Aang was always calm and collective. Korra's a little hot-headed and headstrong. Mm-hmm. She's like the anti-Aang, in a sense. Okay. That's the thing. I think the original Avatar... And this is... It's always tough to follow up media like this. The original Avatar just nailed it so hard. And then you're introduced to this world and you have these expectations. So then when you have a different rhythm, which is going to happen when you have a different style protagonist, that's going to throw some people off. But quality-wise, you're still saying people should go ahead and watch it. I mean, you finished it, so... Yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. I'm going to check it out then. I think I've only seen like one or two episodes, and I was like, eh, I was lukewarm on it, you know what I mean? Then I moved on to something else before I went back to it. I'm going to try to give it another shot, for sure. Yeah, the thing about Korra and Avatar is the original series did the journey of the hero so well. Mm -hmm. Korra is not really about a journey of the hero so much as it is about her evolving as a person. And also Korra's villains are pretty top tier. The first season villain, well, mm, the first and third season villain. While we're on the subject of that, another thing that separates uh, Legend of Korra from Avatar is the fact that, like you said, uh, Avatar is mostly about the journey of the hero, while Korra was more or less the the choices an Avatar has to make and how those affect everybody. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, you guys are actually starting to get me excited to check this out now. Thank you for yeah, the no, viewpoints. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely good. It's uh, got a lot more teen angst in it. Yeah. Than uh, uh, the old like It's got that teen drama. Angst. Who's going to sit down at the piano and play Frank Ocean is all I want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? I, I'm i going to check it out for sure. But I was going to say that last, four, that last episode, that four-parter, the music Mm-hmm. And and the ending of Avatar, I forgot how good it was. It's tense, and it it's man, it really makes you feel like the devastation that's about to occur if the Fire Nation gets their way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with Lula versus uh, Zuko and Katara. Ooh, man, Whoa. oh, if if you want to, you can go on Amazon and buy the Search and the Journey. They're in between stories. They're completely canon to the series, mm-hmm. but it follows like well, the Search is about. Aang and the group with Zuko looking for Zuko's mom. And the first book has one that has a big plot twist to it that I think everyone should check out. So they're both mangas or there's books? They're they're uh, mangas essentially. Okay. I'm gonna check those But out. I mean they're American so, man, so they're comics. 
I like that. That's really cool. Thank you. I never yeah. even heard of those. That's awesome. No, so yeah, I think the search is three parts, and then the journey is three parts. Cool. All right. Well, what's been going on with you guys this week? I <laughs> actually got a new laptop earlier this week. Um, Sweet. Not too pricey, but it's extremely powerful. Cool. So it's like, specifically for gaming, then I assume. It is specifically. I mean, it's only got 1080 in HD, but I mean that's pretty much all I need. That's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are enough, but I mean, I can play Titanfall on it, so. Hey, there you go. There you go. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that you're going to probably have a few things to say about what you've been playing this week. I know if I got a new laptop, I'd be sitting down, like, trying that bad boy out. So I'm excited to hear about that. I've got a few things I've been playing. Cool. All right, and Derek, what about you? What you uh, what you into this week? I beat The Last of Us Part Two this week, so I'm very excited about that to talk Thinking about. we need to do a spoiler cast on it? Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do a spoiler cast. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't know how close I am to beating Ghost of Tsushima. I just got to part two. I, I haven't Googled it. Maybe it, it kind of feels like there's only two parts, but we'll mm-hmm. see. And I'm, I've played the game for about 18 to 22 hours or so, if I had to guess. Oh, wow. uh, and they say the game is about 20 to 30 hours long. So maybe part two is a little, a little not as long, or maybe I just dilly-dally. Who knows, man? Yeah, <laughs> so, well, I need to get that finished so we can swap. All right, cool. Well... Before we get super into what we're playing, there were a couple of other current events I wanted to discuss. You guys may have heard this. Gamers trying to cancel Joe Rogan over a statement he made on his podcast about video games being a waste of time. Yeah. Have you guys, either of you heard what he actually said? I got better things to do than listen to Joe Rogan. Let's be honest. <laughs> I feel you on that. Well, I, I got um, a minute of it. Well, part of it actually started to play there. I got a minute of it queued up. And I wanted to listen to it so we can talk about it in real time. Now, whether you're a fan of Joe Rogan or not, I actually some of his content's pretty good. Like I, I like some of the uh, the um, guests that he has on, and then some of it, you know, I could take it or leave it. I think if you don't if you don't listen to him and you listen to his comments out of context or in a vacuum, he's gonna sound like boomer energy. He's gonna sound like an old man who doesn't understand <laughs> video games. But we'll, we'll talk about what I know about him and then kind of my thoughts. And I'll, I'll get your guys' thoughts as well because I'm interested to hear what you think. But uh, let me go ahead and get this uh, played real quick. And video games are a real problem. They're a real problem. You know why? Because they're fucking fun. Addictive. And you don't – yeah. Well, I'm, I have a real problem with them. And you, you, you do them and they're real exciting but you don't get anywhere. Right. It's like you could do like, – like martial arts, right? You could learn jujitsu. You get obsessed by jujitsu, and then three years later, you're you're like an elite jujitsu athlete. You're like you're entering in competitions. You're a purple belt. You're moving up. Yeah, you're doing well. Right. You're thinking like I might be able to open my own school one you day. You got confidence. Yeah, if I have a hundred students and those hundred students are paying me X amount of dollars per month, I can make a living. Holy shit, I can have a. This would be amazing. And then you see your jujitsu school, and your jujitsu instructor has all these students and drives a Mercedes, and he's got a nice family, and like that's the future. This way you're doing something exciting and fun and you don't or you could just be playing fucking video games three years later you could be that same kid just playing video games waiting for the next this whatever the fuck game is you know next xbox game to come out and you're gonna waste your time now that we've listened to that what are your guys first thoughts he admitted to he admitted in the podcast that he himself plays video games and that they're fun mm-hmm. however his comments that you won't get anywhere by doing that is bullshit, and, he, and if he doesn't believe that, he's he look at himself. He plays video games. He admits that they're fun. He admits that they're addictive, and yet he's somewhere in life, despite what he says. And I, I think if you listen a little bit further, he even goes to say 
because uh, they start discussing professional gamers and his guest Joe Decina says something like well that's one in a billion he goes I don't know if it's one in a billion you have to be dedicated yeah. but then he starts talking about all the skills you need to be a professional streamer and again he doesn't really know that for sure but that's actually the angle that I think nobody really discussed this week that I want to point out he talks about how they're a waste of time and how three late years later you're just that person playing games and you, you yourself sean kind of hinted at the fact well he plays games and he got somewhere i think he's got this very capitalist mindset that a lot of us americans have it's been beaten into us since we were young and this is something that came out in therapy for me personally so i thought it was really interesting that he had kind of had that same issue if you're not doing something productive you're wasting time uh -huh. if you're not productive 100 percent of the time you're you're a waste of time doing something for fun or for you is selfish right yep because we're all taught to be little productive drones in society and we're all we always have to be contributing to the big machine that makes america money and that's why his example of well you could start a dojo and you could really be doing something because you'll be you know there's a skill and you're you're providing use to somebody else and then he even pivots to people can make money playing video games and that that's what makes them worthwhile i'm, I'm here to say f all that you dude you run a podcast and is it a waste of time to listen to your podcast i mean technically yeah mm -hmm. I, it's the same thing it's for entertainment right but people listen to it for hours on end so you can't negate people for choosing to play something that gives them joy you can't negate people for seeking joy video games give people joy and i think that's their purpose now that said I think he's a little worried. And again, he, again, I think this is his own personal hangup. He's worried he's not being productive during that time. But if someone plays video games obsessively and that's all they want to do, like I've definitely knocked real responsibilities in the past to play video games, but that wasn't video games' fault. And it, in a way, it was, wasn't even my fault. It was my depression and me trying to wrestle with it, but not addressing it correctly because I wasn't given the tools. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I don't care that he said it. A lot of people were really upset. I'm sure you guys don't care either. I, I think the point is, he you, you can have an opinion and talk out of your ass, and we're definitely going to have some opinions and talk out of our butts on this podcast, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if, if uh, you're not researching multiple different viewpoints, and including people like Joe Rogan, and you're not listening you know, and kind of considering things, and you're just mindlessly following one person, that's your hang-up. That's not ours. Mm -hmm. so that's all i gotta say anything else no i think you guys hit the nail on the head Nah, i just i mean this it's the same argument that people have had for years with well why why do people play video games i don't know why do people play basketball right you can TV. play you can play basketball for three years straight and still not be anywhere mm -hmm. you can yeah, do that with any sport anything and the mm -hmm. ones who make it are one in a million i just think that there's this negative connotation like whenever people picture their typical gamer, it's usually some dude living in their mom's basement, sitting on the sitting on the couch, sitting on the couch. Cheetos. Which oh, that's yeah, not that reminds bad. me. Hold on a second, mom, mom, You're right. meatloaf, <laughs> meatloaf, mom. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, that's generally what uh, that's the concept people have. Like, I like I work in a factory. And I'm in the heat all day. So when I tell people, yeah, I'm going to go play Dungeons & Dragons or I'm going to go play video games this weekend, they just go, you do that? All the time. <laughs> right. That's that's how I have my – that's how I entertain myself. Because like, like, you're, like, you're you working can, in a factory. Yeah. You huh? play video games? I was like, you, right. can, like, you can have a productive life and still play video games. But again, that's a – like you said, that's a you decision. 
That's no one else's problem, and that's that's you have to be mature enough to go. It's time to put the game down. I gotta do something. That's right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, guys, like I think the message here is, do not feel guilty for doing the things that make you happy. You know, always. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with questioning it or taking stock in your life and making sure that things are being done in moderation. But I mean, there, anytime you research psychology or you look into people who are trying to sort their life out, the big theme is naming the things in your life, identifying your feelings around them. And that's kind of where you move. So name what do you do for fun is video games. You feel good about it, you know, and take stock on whether or not that's taken over your life or not, because they are addictive. And for some people, they can. If you have an addictive personality, they can take over your life. But like anything else, if you have balance, you should not feel guilty at all about doing something that some boomer looks down on. Forget that. <laughs> so that's all I got to say. All right. Well, actually, no, good segue. This leads into kind of some thoughts I was having about streaming. I think it was I think it was Tuesday, actually. It was after I did a Ghost of Tsushima stream. And I took a look at it, and it looked terrible. And I'm like, I've been doing this since December why my streams look bad. And I started to research into things and I started, every time I read about tips on streaming or your settings, everybody has a completely different opinion and it makes me, it makes me feel so stupid sometimes. So I was feeling really kind of bummed out about how hard it is. And then I was thinking about how I'm older and I don't have the network. A lot of people do and how two younger people at my job do streams. We were doing like a stream podcast at my job about it. Me and a few other people that do streaming. And one guy started in November and became an affiliate in December. I'm like, okay. And another girl just had her first stream, I think, on that Tuesday night. I, like, stayed up to watch her stream. She instantly had 30 people on her very first stream. I've never had 30 people, period. I don't think I had 30 people on this whole time if you add everybody together. (laughs) So it kind of drove home that, like, I got a long way to go. And the thing is, success for me is not – I kind of hinted at this earlier. It's not making a lot of money or even any money, to be honest, or having thousands of followers. I wanted to hopefully have a consistent audience that I can see and kind of hang out with and be in that space with. And I'm trying to build towards that. But I got real hung up about the quality. And then I switched over to OBS instead of streaming, you know, natively through my capture card software. And then I I tried overlays again. And overlays are, oh, man, they are just the anti-me. I can't figure (laughs) them out. It took me hours and hours and all the fancy tutorials with thousands of likes and very little dislikes, they are all lost me. And I found this little channel with like 300 likes and 54 dislikes. And this guy was like, okay, the first thing you need to do, very listen very closely. This is very important. And he was telling me all about it. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about, actually. Why doesn't people like his channel? I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. But again, it's, very, it's not produced. It's very low budget. His mic didn't sound very good. But I got overlays up on, on on videos. So my videos, like, I think from Wednesday or Thursday on, are advertising things, you know, which is kind of cool. So long story short, I was really bummed out about it. I even tweeted, like, a pity tweet, like, oh, streaming is hard. It's 3 a.m. Why can't I sleep? <laughs> and uh, I figured it out. And I think, like anything else, if you have a love and a passion for it, you just you can't get discouraged. you got to keep taking those small incremental steps towards towards better. That's the journey, you know? So, mm-hmm. have either of you are either of you Final Fight fans? Oh, I love uh, Final Fight. Not so much. Okay, I never so, got into it. All right, so we got one Final Fight. Have you played Final Fight Streetwise? I have not. Okay, that's that PS2 game that came out in 2006. It was the last official Final Fight game that released. It got critically panned. People hated it. I thought it was okay. It's funny. I I used to follow two best friends play 
That's Matt and Pat, now known as Matt McMuscles, because they split off, because I guess Matt and Pat actually hated each other. Who knew? Um, <laughs> and I watched them play it, and it looked interesting. It looked really kooky and fun. There was a mission where you had to go around a diner stomping cockroaches, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> they were, like, gigantic, too. And then I just saw that Angry Video Game Nerd release an episode this week on bad Final Fight games, and one of the games he covers is Final Fight Streetwise, and he just ripped it apart. And then, funnily enough, he quit the game without saving, not knowing you have to manually save because it's a game no. of 2006. You would expect it to have autosaves. Right. And so then he had Matt McMuscles come in and explain the rest of the, the episode. I was like, oh, collaboration. That's cool. So I I think it's cheap, and apparently everybody hated it. So look up some videos of it. See if you like it. I think it's actually worth getting. I've enjoyed it. There are some frustrating parts because of just really tough bosses. But once you figure it out, it's not impossible. And, I mean... Cammy, I think, shows up from Street Fighter. Hagar, all, all the people from Final Fight eventually kind of show up. And it's interesting. Like, it's kind of like mm -hmm. an open-world-style beat-em-up in a, in a small map. Yeah, I remember these. I don't, re like, I don't remember Streetwise. I just, that's not like, but I remember the original Final Fight. I remember mm -hmm. playing that. You know what? I'm looking at the cover art, and I think I may have had this for the classic Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it was on Xbox, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I may have had it. I'll just have to play it again, see if it comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah. I think I remember playing it. Yeah, shoot me a note after you try it out. Let me know if you yeah. think it sucks too, like everybody else but me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, good news for music lovers and Cowboy Bebop lovers and people who have Spotify. All oh, the Cowboy boy. Bebop soundtracks are on Spotify, baby. You know, I can't listen to that soundtrack. My uh, wake-up alarm is the opening song to Cowboy Bebop. That used yeah. to be mine. <laughs> That's how I wake up every snooze. morning. <laughs> now it just makes me want to hit snooze. Yeah, when yeah. I hear that. I thought you fall asleep. My phone. Three, two, one. Let's boop. Five minutes, please. <laughs> wake up. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So for people who are interested, you can now get on that. You don't have to get on SoundCloud and have to listen to an ad after every single song. You can make your playlist. And well, I mean, unless you don't pay for Spotify. Yeah, I don't pay for yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually do. I, I find it worth. I find it worth it. I'm one of those weird people that find it finds it worth it. But I listen to music like all the time. I'm going to be listening to music here in a second when I start editing this podcast. So <laughs> it is what right. it is. All right, well, I think that's everything I got going on on current events. Uh, we kind of led into what we're playing, but uh, Sean, what, what you been putting on that new laptop, baby? I got the Skyrim Special Edition, but that's strictly for mods. Mm -hmm. So Titanfall was something I played around with. Guild Wars 2 is still one of my favorite MMOs, mm -hmm. but I'm mostly just using it for competitive gaming, so League of Legends is my big boy. That's oh. what I've been playing on it. They say that a powerful PC isn't going to make you better, but I think it does. <laughs> I can make plays I haven't been able to make before. Mm, okay, so it's opening up a whole new world for you. Yes, it has. I love it. Are you a video game donkey fan? No, I am not. He used to do a I lot donkey. of content. Have you seen I, these uh, videos? I, I do, because one of the guys I listen to, uh, I watch Magikarp use Fly a lot. Okay. And uh, he does stuff with Donkey all the time, him and uh, Yako Khan. Okay. Yako Khan. Yeah, Donkey released a video on uh, Origami King this week that I thought was pretty funny. Almost made oh, me yeah. want to get that game yeah. until I looked into it further and realized that the battle system was... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, what about you, Derek? What you been playing? As you know, I've been playing The Last of Us Part Two since we started this podcast. Yes. Uh, That's about... Yeah. And I finally beat it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I finally think? beat it. I loved it. 
I thought that the story was well done. There's just a few things I would change, but I feel like the internet is just hating because of certain things that happen in the game, and they don't have the follow-through to continue playing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Save that for spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big boy. It's a big boy well, problem. Have you played it, Sean? No, but I, uh, like I said, I've, I've been playing a lot of MMOs. Look at the spoilers. I haven't even played the first last one, so I'm being honest. Oh, man. So my wife has the spoilers. Uh, like my wife has, but I except one of the sites I go to for my laughs, just everything was it's yeah, everything Last was just about two. Last of Us Two and I was upset about it. But my wife she's played and beat the first Last of Us. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed it. Another thing, after I beat that, I was trying to figure out what to play next. So I put in uh, Trials of Mana remake on the Switch. Okay. And if you're a JRPG lover, then you know that uh Trials of Mana came out on SNES back in, like, the early 90s. This remake is, it looks good, but the voice acting is horrendous. Really? And that's part of its charm, I think. Is there anything <laughs> like uh, Sword of Mana for the PS2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, voice like, acting is very bad. Is it Dynasty Warriors 3 bad? Because I played that this week. Well, that's the thing, Dynasty Warriors voice acting has always been bad. You don't Where play Dynasty my magic. <laughs> it's you don't play Dynasty Warriors for the first section of the story. You play it because you're in a bad mood and you got to beat the crap out of a thousand people. Right. But also, when it comes to Dynasty Warriors three, that voice acting it's so it's so bad it is good. Right, it's worth it. Yeah, totally. it's yeah, like the movie like... Hackers. Oh, like hackers. oh yeah, <laughs> hack the planet. You know what's funny? Um, I was on Twitter and somebody was like. Name a movie you've seen more than five times without any explanation, and I just immediately retweet hackers. For me, <laughs> like, that's that's the one I watch over and over again. It's so stupid. For me, it's uh, the Last Dragon. Oh yeah, so oh, good. That's definitely another one I can name for sure. <laughs> I hate it though because my wife is not as big of a fan. Like I think I forced her to watch it maybe in the first couple of years of our marriage because she hadn't seen any movies, and it took her it took a while to kind of. I don't know, increase her palate for quirkiness. I think if I showed it to her now, she'd probably appreciate it more. But I'm I'm just in the kitchen cooking waffles, talking about dirty books. I found them. I found them. And she's not joining in, and it makes me upset. I'm like, you need to know this song. I'd rather <laughs> you need to be know how watching, irritating uh, that woman's voice is. <laughs> oh, I know. I'd rather sorry, be back watching uh, Meteor Man. Meteor Man? Yeah. I have yeah, not seen Meteor awesome. Man. Oh my god! I've only that's that one of those like... movies I've only seen like once or twice. But the, oh, the scene I remember time. is how he was like testing out his powers with Tommy Davidson, uh, and he, he like he's like, "What's in this? What's in this episode of Jet Magazine?" And he touches the episode. wait. No, no, that's uh, that's Eddie Griffin. Oh wait, that's Eddie Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Eddie. Oh, I thought it was was Tommy Davidson in Meteor Man. I, he might have been in it. Okay, but I'd, I'd have to really. But Eddie Griffin was the one that like touched this touched yeah. this the issue of Jet Magazine. Tell me what's inside. He got superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, that that's gonna take us down a rabbit hole. Now I'm thinking yeah. about uh, uh, Handyman. What was it? What was that movie called? With Damon Wayans, Blank Man. Uh, Blank, Blank, Blank Man. Man. Yeah. Oh, I I made a post about that the other day because like I moved to uh Seymour, Indiana. Yeah. And no one here has heard or seen of the movie or seen the movie Blank Man. That's a crime. <laughs> no one I work with like I quote it all the time, and they just go, "What are you talking about?" This sounds like a job for Blank Man. It right. is a job for Blake, man. I told him one day you're gonna come in the break. You're gonna go into the break, bl- uh, the break room, which I will rename the blank room, and <laughs> everyone was gonna watch Blank Man. Yeah, but you gotta dress like Blank Man that day. You gotta put on the the yellow dishwashing gloves. 
you gotta like cut a hole in in, in uh, your mom's old bathrobe rope and put it around your head. You gotta wear the cape and the sweater. I'm a crime fighter. <laughs> and don't let Robin Gibbons touch you. That'll be very embarrassing. <laughs> Cole, what were we talking about that got us to blink? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, hackers. Okay. And then back from hacker, uh, trial, oh, bad acting, bad, bad okay, acting. dynasty war. I've brought us back. I've brought us back to video games. Yes. Okay. All right. We're back. We're back, baby. So Trials of Mana remake, Last of Us mm-hmm. 2. Anything else you played this week, Derek? Uh, nope. I think that is it for this week. Right, I got well, uh, I got my uh, wife Concrete Genie for the PS4. Okay. And it's we haven't played it yet, but it's a, something, something like a graffiti-style game where he can paint on the wall and these like graffiti genies will help him hmm. solve puzzles and stuff and I ain't never heard of that game. Yeah. It's it's fairly new. Okay. Cool. Speaking of graffiti games, did you hear that Jet Set Radio's getting a sequel? We well uh, spiritual successor, yeah. I thought. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Bomb something or other? Yeah. Bomb What am I, eighty? What was it called? Bomb man dude guy. Bomb man surfing on the web. <laughs> it was called something. Cannot remember. Oh no! None of us know. Bomb okay, rush, cyberpunk. Bomb rush, cyberpunk. Bomb rush, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. If you, if you hadn't remembered, I was just going to tell people to go back and listen to episode five, <laughs> <laughs> which you should be anyways. People listen to all these episodes; they're gold, right. solid gold. Absolutely. I haven't gotten episode five yet, but uh, I listen to this podcast while I'm at work. Oh, cool, yeah. man. Well, thanks. Right I appreciate you giving us some support. Appreciate yeah. that. I asked my mom today if she watched. Listen to the podcast. She's like, uh, I listened to the first one. <laughs> I did you that solid, and I realized it up. wasn't for me. Right. I was like, well, we're just talking about video games. So yeah, it's a game podcast. We got a certain demographic. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I've been reaching out to people, and A, if they don't listen to the podcast, or B, if they don't really dig video games, I'm like, okay, that's cool. So, what have I been playing this week? I have been playing Dynasty Warriors 3, as I had mentioned, because every Monday I'm shooting through that series for monday night brawl so this upcoming monday will be dynasty warriors 4 which i remember not liking as much but i think it's just by comparison i'm gonna go back and actually look at it but i remember the leap from two to three was so great are you playing the empires versions because those are my favorite i have not looped in the empires versions maybe i'll loop them in at some other time but right now i'm just going through the numbered sequels like i have a lot of the extreme legends and i'm not busting those out either yet yeah but yeah maybe eventually i really really liked three and i remember liking five i remember not liking six and i don't know if if that's because six was the first one on the next generation of consoles and i thought the leap would be bigger but i feel like if i remember correctly it was because they reduced the number of weapons you could use like they gave a lot of people who had interesting weapons swords instead and so it kind of really reduced the number of like uh, different um, of Wood was my favorite character in Dynasty Warriors, and in six, they he had like that awesome sword combo, and they uh, took his sword and gave him a bow staff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I love I me mean, a good bow staff. He used to have long flowing locks, and they put it up in a ponytail and said, "Here's your staff, bro." Oh, <laughs> and Lu Shun doesn't even use two swords anymore. What? To see, that's what I'm talking about. In six, Lu Shun, they took his two swords. No. Yep. Gave, yep. I can't remember what they. Oh, they gave him that single sword. Lame. And I think they did something similar in Dynasty Warriors 9, which made a lot of people angry. Like, Zhang He didn't have those claws. He mm-hmm. he ended up using, I think, knives, kind of like Wang, Wang Yi, whatever her name is. The, the Gan Ming? Uh, no. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Lots of Chinese names. 
So yeah, <laughs> but I'm going through those if people are interested because I, I basically spend the stream gushing about the differences between the games, what I like, what I don't like, and then the back half of the episode is just me trying to see if I can get through that person's Musou mode as fast as possible. Three was a lot tougher than two, though, so I didn't really quite make it. <laughs> Let's see, what else I play? I played Ghost of Tsushima, of course. That's going mm-hmm. really great. There was, man... Thursday's episode was insane. There was this duel that I, I got into. Now, I started playing on Insanity mode as soon as it, they released it. They released a new hard mode via patch called Insanity. And you basically get taken down in one or two hits if you're not careful. But all your tools are still available and you still kick just as much ass. So it feels fair. But I knew when I came to a duel, I'd be in trouble. And when, when I started out episode, I think it was like episode five, I was really concerned because the, the you know, the standoffs that you can do, you guys may have heard about this. Like you can challenge people to a standoff and then you hold the attack button and you release it right when they attack to one shot them. Yeah. They, they do this thing where they faint now, so I have to be a little bit more careful, and I have to really adjust my timing, because they have to come at me before I release it. It can't just be that they yell. And I wasn't getting them. Like, they were attacking me, and I wasn't releasing the uh, attack button fast enough, which I thought was odd. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I just need to relearn the timing on that. And then when I got to the duel, I just, I just kept getting beat, and then I would adjust my equipment, and I would get one-shotted. And I was getting so frustrated. My blocking was off, and my attacks were off. Like, sometimes my attack... I keep I have it pressed the button a couple times because it wouldn't activate during like certain animations. And uh, I, I spent 20 minutes getting killed in this duel. And <laughs> before I was finally like noticing that full on my button presses weren't registering. And I'm like, is my, I hate to say this because it sounds like what a lame person would use as an excuse. Is my controller broken? <laughs> and so I grabbed another controller and I turned it on. And then I started the next duel, beat the guy immediately, parried perfectly, all my button presses were on point, and immediately took him down, took no damage. And I was like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) So it was such a relief to, like, there was a person on stream that was like, you can do it, Uh, tanking might be the way, and like, they were encouraging me, and they stuck with me the whole time, which really helped, because I was getting very frustrated. When I got done, I was like, I feel like I was on the highway behind two trucks, blocking both lanes going 40 miles an hour and they finally let me pass <laughs> it was like a sense of relief and indignation at the same time I, I couldn't i can't describe it so yeah so sometimes if 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 you're good at a game and all of a sudden you get really bad for no reason maybe switch the controller might help <laughs> i finished man and badan last night as of as of the time of recording friday night and that ended up okay everybody lived but one person i unfortunately got one person killed so no. didn't get my perfect run like i wanted but Overall, I had a good time with it. The writing is really bad, worse than Until Dawn. Until Dawn was charming, and I enjoyed it, and I liked the characters. I didn't really like the characters in this one. But I I got what I came for. I got the jump scares, right? I I got the freaky ghost story, so that was fun. And I did get a little teaser after I finished the stream, I noticed, of the second game in the Dark Pictures trilogy or Dark Pictures series, however they want to do it. And that is actually, it's called Little Hope, and it is coming out, supposed to be coming out this year. So I haven't heard a release date for it, but it's on my radar. I'll try to pick it up if it comes out. So let's see. I think, oh, Vampire. I want to talk about Vampire. I played that on Wednesday, like for the first time ever for my blind play. Have either of you played Vampire? Yes. No, I want to, though. You should go ahead and buy it on the summer sale. It's like 11 or 12 bucks. Wasn't that a uh, PS4 release title? No. no, it came out in 2018. Yeah. Did it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like a big AAA publisher, so there's a little bit of jank. Like, sometimes I'll be talking to somebody, and then another NPC in the background will just be conga dancing in and out of the frame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But the the music in that game is atmospheric and fantastic. The concept of being in the Spanish flu pandemic in London is very eerie when you consider the dialogue being compared to our dialogue. And I'm looking at posters about how to properly wear a mask. It's, <laughs> it's kind of surreal, to be honest. And then just the gradual change of learning all these vampire powers and deciding if you want to be a vampire that just kills people and gets lots of experience points and gets really powerful, or if you want to play the game tougher and be a good person and not try to kill people. There's that whole dynamic. And then like every NPC has like rich backstories and you can learn things about other people by talking to different people and open up like side quests and dialogue. And uh, it's very rich, I would say. It's it's like a dense, high-class dessert. You want to bite it slowly. No mm. pun intended. Mm. <laughs> so I really, really like it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe playing it as a main on the stream sometime down the line. I don't know if it's going to happen this year because there's just so many games coming out. Um, Oh man! Yeah, I'll say when I when I first started playing it, it felt like I was playing a 360 game. Oh, just because the graphics, or yeah, the graphics and the gameplay just felt just when I first started. Yeah. I was like, am I playing a 360 game? I mean, that's fair. I think it looks good graphically, but I think it's more about the style rather than the graphics itself. It's very stylish, right? So, and I agree with you. The the, the combat's a little clunky, but does that open up? Like, how long have you played it? Have you played it enough to get it? I only I only played it for a couple of hours, like the first boss fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it. I believe it does open up a bit, but I, I understand where you're coming from, certainly. I think if you're really into to gothic stories and you like, you know, like horror-adjacent type uh, mythology and you're just wanting to check out a cool pandemic story, you know, which I think is... Cool. I, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I find pandemic content to be extra interesting now that we're in one for some reason. I don't know why that appeals to me, but it does. You figured you want to escape from that, but like I'm fascinated by it. I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Contagion. I think it's just because I, there's an end to it, so it comforts me. Like, wait, here's the beginning, here's the middle, and here's the end of this thing. Whereas the thing yeah, I'm right. in in real life, we don't know what the end is yet. So, right. Don't know when we get there. Yeah. All right. So speaking of deals, Vampire again, people pick it up eleven or twelve bucks digitally on PSN. I noticed that Resident Evil One and Origins, the physical version for Switch, keeps showing up on Amazon for like nineteen bucks. I actually picked up a copy myself. Now, when you actually open it up, and I'm sure you guys are already anticipating what I'm about to say, uh-huh. Zero is physical. Yeah. Resident Evil One gives you a download code. Of course, so, really. So uh, be careful if you find it for cheaper but used. You may only get one game. But at 19 bucks, Resident Evil 1 on the go, I you can't beat it. Yeah. Well, here, here's my issue with that. If you can fit Breath of the Wild on a cart, you can fit Resident Evil 1 on a cart with no, Resident Evil 0. Of course you So it just, it's like, it's just, uh, I guess it's kind of to fight pre-owned game sales so people have to buy a new mm-hmm. in order to get, you know, the extra content or game. Well, not, I don't like it. I know the Xbox Scarlet had to come up with a different console with a disc slot because the the uh, Xbox Scarlet originally wasn't going to have one. Yeah, they they uh, decided to test a lot because PS5 is doing the same thing. They have two different versions. Yeah. And I'm trying to encourage everybody I know not to buy the no disc version just to try to save a little bit of money because as soon as you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And pretty soon we're not going to have ownership over our games at all anymore. Derek and I actually talked about that last week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that uh, we, we can see which way the wind's blowing. So. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll fight it as long as we can. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But on your resale adventures, Derek, you told me about noticing some stuff on clearance at Walmart. What's up with that? Yeah, so uh, if you check out your local Walmart, 
and varies by store. A lot of times they'll have games that have been out for a while on clearance. And uh, what you need to do is you need to download the Walmart app and change the store to the store that you're currently in so you can scan as many games as you want and it'll tell you how much it is in that store. So I went to a Walmart in my neighborhood the other day and I actually found some Switch games on sale. They were 15 bucks each. So I got the... Uh, I got one for Michael. I got a Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Thank you for that, sir. Yeah, I got myself a copy too. They were both fifteen bucks each. Nice uh, Contra Rogue Core, which I've heard is not a very good Contra, but fifteen bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Asterix and Obelisk, I think, mm-hmm. is another another title that was fifteen. But yeah, check out your local WalMarts because sometimes they have really good deals. True. It just depends. It just depends. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Sean? You notice any deals this week? Anything you took? Yes, I did. It's a game I already have, and I'll probably talk about it a little later today. But Greedfall, if you have not played it, I recommend it. And right now, it's on sale for eighteen dollars in the play at the PlayStation Store. Nice. Okay. What What's that? Uh, you know what? You said you're gonna talk about it later. We'll We'll get into that later. I know that's something that you've been feeling this week. So. Yeah, I'm excited oh, yeah. to hear about that. Well, um, news. There's been some cool news this week. So we've been gushing a little bit about the fact that Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be coming out on PS5. Did you guys hear that it's actually going to be packed with a remaster of PS4? Spider-Man, that's going to be optimized for PS4? Yeah. Oh, that is by far. Like, I'm still finding cool things in that game. Yeah. Like, did, like there's a they have an entire different animation when he's crawling up the walls mm-hmm. when you hit a fire escape. Mm, yeah, and he uh like webs up it. And <laughs> he runs. webs up the fire escape. It's like yeah. um, and there's different dialogue when like he's standing still mm-hmm. and he's swinging. You can hear the influx in his voice as he swings. Mm-hmm. They put so much effort into that. Yeah, no, you're right. Like yeah, and we's having conversations with Mary Jane depending on if you're swinging or if you're walking still. Yes, they they thought about so much. One of the coolest things that I did for the first time that really blew my mind, and and now I can kind of see them coming, so I can try to like actually do it on purpose. But when you first like slid through like a concrete cylinder or underneath like a water tower on a roof, and then that cool close up animation as he kind of like slides right through that narrow opening, ah, so awesome. I also like how they evolved some of the story too, like Jameson. He mm-hmm. like so they put us at play morning to make the game more modern. So Jameson, rather than just working in the Daily Bugle, like he now Alice runs a Jones podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Telling her about like make you gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like how they did on uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, they modernized it, and I love that they yeah. modernized it. And they even changed God, what's her name? Screwball. Yeah. Screwball. Yeah, she's like a YouTuber. Yeah, she's a YouTuber <laughs> now. Yeah, that was in one of the DLCs. I remember that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys got some news you were telling me about. Derek, what you got this week? What's, what's on your radar? Uh, let's see. Cuphead is on PS4 now. Saw that. Finally released so, on PS4. Yeah, one less exclusive for Xbox, oh. unfortunately. <laughs> well, it was already on Switch. But... Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, now it's on Sony. So, no, no one's really competing with Nintendo. They're in their own little... You don't compete with Nintendo. That's yeah. just the game. Nintendo does its own thing. No one innovates like they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. If you're a fan of the Battletoads franchise, the new game will be launching on Xbox One on August 20th. There's a new Battletoads? Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember they revealed it. I think E3 last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there hasn't been a ton of news about it, but it's been it's been on my radar a little bit. Are you a fan of Battletoads, Sean? I I had the original game for the Battletoads Double Dragons. I had that for the Super Nintendo. Cool. Oh, sweet. All right, we'll yeah. keep an eye on man. August 20th, that could be the thing to play this month. Let's see, another thing. Uh, Final Fantasy XI 
which came out on PS2 and Xbox 360, is getting new story content after 18 years. Wow. Uh, I got a bit of news on that because I play 14. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we so were talking about bit, that. Yeah, talking? I'll talk about yeah. that. Okay. okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Splinter Cell is getting an animated series on Netflix, and the writer of John Wick is going to be pinning the script. Keeping an eye on that. That sounds yeah, awesome. Very excited, very excited about that. Because Splinter Cell... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Splinter Cell hasn't been getting any love mm-hmm. in the past few years, and the fans want to see it come back. So this is something. Not Wait. a game, but it's something. Wait a second. Doesn't Ubisoft own Splinter Cell? Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am not consuming Ubisoft content right now, so... I'll well, maybe that. maybe they're maybe they're not getting any money from it. We don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they're not. <laughs> Got a bit of information you might be interested in, then, Mike. What's that? Dragon's Dogma. The anime for that comes out the 17th of September on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. No, funny that you mentioned that. Episode 4, I said it came out July 17th because I didn't see the month, and then I made a correction last episode about it coming out on the 17th. I feel so bad for... I wish I had you then because I I misled a lot of uh, listeners, uh, all two of them that enjoy Dragon's Dogma and listen to this podcast. Right. I, I bought that game three times, if you can believe it. Yeah, oh, I love it. I'm a huge Berserk fan, so that the first game had that content where you could dress as uh, Guts. When I, yeah, when I played it on the 360, I used your Guts character as oh, one of my companions. I remember that. You did. You did get my uh, yeah. Guts camp. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, you made him a loot whore, so I, I needed that. Yeah, everybody <laughs> needs a loot whore. It's like, if I, it's like, if I don't have one, I'll be the loot whore, and that's not good in Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Well, good man. I'm I'm glad uh, you you took somebody got you know a little bit out of that. So uh, mm-hmm. I heard something about puzzles that you had mentioned before, Derek. What was that about? Yeah. So if you haven't gotten enough Final Fantasy VII remake and you enjoy puzzles, there's a thousand piece and a five hundred piece Final Fantasy VII remake puzzle up for pre order on Amazon right now. The thousand piece features Cloud on his motorcycle. And the 500 piece features. Actually, that's an original Final Fantasy VII. It has original artwork for uh, all the characters on it. That's actually pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, that sounds more appealing to me somehow than the remake one for some Just reason. Cloud on My, uh, jigsaw puzzles of classic PlayStation 1 games. How has this not been a thing yet? How difficult would that be? All those muddy textures? Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, but they look, they look pretty sweet. And they're uh, $25 and $20, respectively, so. That's if you're into puzzles. Yeah. I'd like to see the Venn diagram of hardcore PlayStation RPG gamers versus hardcore jigsaw puzzle. Uh, right. Where, where do they meet? <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you guys intersect? Well, there was a really cool Getting thing. Getting frustrated and still pressing forward. Say what? <laughs> Getting that's, They intersect at getting frustrated and still pressing forward. There you uh, go. All right. Um, well, I was going to mention, and I, I know that this uh, came across your radar too, Derek. So on Reddit, according to the user Lone Quackers... <laughs> the cutscene for the disarmament of all nukes in Metal Gear Solid Five was triggered on the PS3 version on the 27th of last month, on July 27th. And there's a video on YouTube by YouTuber Steph, S-T-E-F-F, that shows the cutscene running on the PS3 hardware. And that is really interesting to me. That means that PS3 users banded together 
when did that game originally come out? Like the 2016? I yeah, like. I think 2016. Yeah, or maybe, no, I, you know what? I think it was 2015 because I played it before Ben was born. Oh. So yeah, five years later, users got together and, and banded together and finally disarmed all the nukes on the PS3 platform. Now, I mean, the people have seen that cutscene before because it came out on the PC version due to a glitch. Apparently, there were so many nukes on the PC version that it triggered it, which, considering PC players, I, I totally believe that story. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they're back to having nukes now. But for a second there, they actually disarmed all their nukes. And, uh, yeah, for we some had reason, achieved world peace. Yeah, I find that interesting. Even Hideo Kojima uh, tweeted out about it. So he's still following news on his old game, which is kind of cool to hear. Any other news this week? Anything you guys can think of? Mm, uh, I'll see. You know, that's about all I had. Cool. Well, then let me ask you, Derek. What you feeling? Let's see. Uh, not really anything game-wise besides Trials of Mana. I have started reading a couple of new manga. The first one being a manga called Bone Collection. Mm-hmm. And the synopsis of that is, they live in Japan, obviously. It's a manga, but... <laughs> <laughs> basically yokai or demons show up from the demon world or whatever and there are exorcists that do away with them and the main character is an exorcist from a really uh renowned family but he can't really do any spells except for this forbidden one that allows him to use the powers of a yokai to fight yokai so of course when he does it they're like you're not supposed to use that we're gonna lock you up for however long and then of course the cold main character is a yokai and it's a woman of course and she's barely clothed and uh, she happens to be like a triple s rank yokai and he uses her powers and she starts living with him and it's just it's got a lot of comedy in it and it's got the action that i crave for my manga so that's what i'm feeling this week what about you sean what you feeling well actually i kind of want to talk about uh greedfall if you don't mind i don't at all greedfall is by far one of the coolest RPGs I've played on the PS5, on the PS4. It is like it can like your character is basically like French European or French yeah French European somewhere around there. Mm. The style of it is very steampunk like, and the concept, the uh, little synopsis is you are the way the world works is there is a group of merch, a kingdom of merchants which you're a part of, and you become the legate of new land that they found and they're trying to colonize. Being legate means you control all the merchants. Make sure everything is done fair and legal. Your cousin is the son of the prince, and so he becomes the governor of this new colony. So you take him there, and you realize not only are the natives upset, but there are giant monsters roaming around. So and it's kind of like it kind of has the uh, classic Bioware style RPG where you talk to your companions, you get to know their history. Uh, each of the characters is very unique. You learn a little bit more about the world as you meet them. There's technological, which is basically guns and gadgets. There's magic, which is your rings, and then there's sword fighting. Mm. Sweet. And the game itself is by far one of the greatest. I love the, the voice acting in it is great. It's sort of like Mass Effect, where they only call you by your last name, You're which right. is Lord, which is Lord Desarde. <laughs> But, is that your is that your uh, name for the character? Is that the that's the character's that's actual the, name? Desade, Lord Desade. First name, I assume. You can change the first name, but no yeah. one's ever going to use it. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. The way the way like even like when you create your character, it fits into uh, the story. Like when the game opens up, it's a guy doing a painting, and he's painting you. So you're designing your character as he paints. That's cool. cool. That's cool yeah. You set it up. Yeah, Mass Effect. I ended up playing as Obama. For all so when they called I me was, commander, I was just thinking commander in chief, and I was like, damn right. I was Carlton Banks. Carlton Banks. Who did you play? The as, Prince. 
I, I'm I'm a basic, so I, I just played as generic Shepherd. Generic Shepherd, Carlton. I couldn't get him to look like I wanted. So in the beginning, like that first character creator was was kind of rough. But what yeah. what really sucked is when they made improvements. I had to keep tweaking my Obama character because he wouldn't look like Obama when I loaded him up to a subsequent game. <laughs> right. He'd look completely different. I had that problem too. By uh, the first and second game, I was Carlton. By Mass Effect Three. I was uh, Jordy LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good. All right. Well, yeah, you actually got me sufficiently interested. Now that I think about it, I think I do remember Greedfall. I remember Jim Sterling cracking on it because there's a character in it that like will say the same voice line like over and over and over again for a type and attack he does. Yep. So, uh, yeah, but it did It did look interesting. Like, it looked like it had a little bit of jank, kind of like Vampire, to be honest, but, yeah. but it still looked a lot of fun. So, how much was it? Is, it is. It's uh, $18 right now. Wow. Okay, I might actually check that out. Under 18 actually. Cool. Like, 17 and some change. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. Well, what am I feeling? I am feeling. I'm going to recommend another YouTube channel. That seems to be the thing I like to feel. So, either you guys like cooking shows? I do. No, okay. not so much. My wife loves stupid them. Martha's potluck. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a uh, there's a cooking show on YouTube. You can search it Y S A C. That's the shortcut for it. But it's called You Suck at Cooking, and it's kind of a comedy cooking show. It's got a lot of like quick cuts. Like he'll go one way to make potato chips is just to roll a potato up against the wall, and he'll roll a potato and then he'll burst into potato chips. You know, stuff like that. Or he'll go out into the woods to find a fresh yep. cucumber or something growing out of a tree. Silly stuff like that. But he, it has really good recipes. Like one of my favorite episodes of that show it was where he was talking about different ways to reuse like leftover mac and cheese. And one of the serious ways was to add like curry powder and chickpeas and make kind of like an Indian style mac and cheese or add like some some basil and some pesto, pesto yes please and cheese. Then then he put like a single piece of a leftover macaroni on a steak and he called that do you even lift aroni and cheese? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> But some of them like were really cool ideas. So if you're into funny videos and you also like to get good cooking ideas, I think You Suck at Cooking is definitely a channel that you'd want to check out. So Well, we, we got a little bit of time left, which is interesting. I thought we'd be pressed for time because there's three of us. I think maybe because I was so concerned about that. I was like, okay, moving on. <laughs> usually we go off on tangents. No like tangents. <laughs> no tangents. So in, in, in light of that, just because I don't want to shortcut the listeners, I want to make sure they get that full hour in. I want to ask you guys a, a question that I think really sparks a lot of debate. What do you feel is the best console of all time? Um, I'm going to sound like a total toad when I say this, but it is PC. Okay. Yeah, you're a toad. Don't speak for the rest yeah. of this conversation. I own consoles. I own consoles, but that's only because of my own personal preference. Right. Like I like to play certain things on consoles, and there's certain things I like to play on PC. But when it comes down to like from a financial standpoint, mm -hmm. if you're gonna play, if you're not playing too many exclusives, and they come out for PC, you don't have to buy another con. Like there's never gonna be a PC two. Mm -hmm. You just keep upgrading what you have, and it's a lot. I mean, if it's not a laptop, if it's a desktop, it's a lot cheaper to just upgrade that than yeah. it is to keep buying consoles. You know, I, I think I can I completely agree with you, to be honest. PC mystified me for a long time until I built my own. I was like, oh, is that simple? But I, I think there are barriers to being a PC owner in regards to upkeep and cost. 
grew up pretty humble and the idea of me having to buy parts every so often rather than a console that's going to last me five to ten years sounded rough but i agree with you that there are so many advantages that if you're going to go on gaming platform overall pc obviously is going to be if you if you have the money and the wherewithal and you know you understand how it works that's going to be the best bet but let's set pc aside okay we're bringing a professional <laughs> boxer into the amateur ring here let's not do that consoles handheld or otherwise what is your favorite console mine is the switch okay really okay okay and it's fairly new so what is it about the switch that dethroned all the others i mean don't get me wrong i mean it doesn't have nearly as much processing power as an xbox or a ps4 does Mm -hmm. but it's portable and it has very decent battery life so i mean i can i mean there are times where my wife's like hey i want to cuddle on the couch all right cool i'm playing the witcher i'll just play it on the switch I'll just pick that up and go in the other room. Right. Yeah, well, I, that's kind of one of the things I like about the Switch, too, is um, for this generation, the PS4 is my favorite console, and then the Switch came along and just started <laughs> eating my PS4's lunch. Anytime there was a game that came out for both consoles, I would inevitably get it on the Switch first because I knew that if I was into it, I didn't have to stop playing because I had to go to the BMV or get on the train, get a haircut, whatever, whatever. I don't. We don't have trains here in Indianapolis. You don't have you know, a train and get a haircut. It's like, you know, the train. <laughs> As people do. But no, I mean, like, just various people in their in their walks of life, all the things that they need to do. You know what I mean? Like, I play Switch in the bathtub sometimes, just relax. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get that <laughs> bubble bath and that Switch It's baby. waterproof up to three feet. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I've never dropped it, thank goodness. But <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it, but that's what the specs say. That's what the specs say. Well, <laughs> Nintendo does make consoles that can take a bit of a beating, so I don't know. I'm not going to put it to the test, but I, don't, I also kind of believe it. But yeah, like that ability to be around your family or your loved ones and still get some gaming in. If you guys are all hanging out, you just want to be in the same room uh, or take it with you wherever you go. And just to, to be able to have that, pick it up out the dock and go to the bathroom and come back. Wash your hands. <laughs> like, I, used to, uh, I take my switch to my in-laws' house when we go to Chicago to visit them. Yeah, and uh, sometimes we'll just go down in their basement and play Smash. So cool. Yeah, and yeah. I love that. I love the fact that you can just take it with you, and it's not like this big hall. You have to take a mess of cords and all this other stuff. It's neat. Right. Uh, what about you, Derek? What's your favorite console of all time? Okay, because this this one's hard for me because I've owned a lot, yeah. and I've had a lot of main ones. I've owned. Super Nintendo, PS1, 2, 3, 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. But for me, it's going to be maybe a tie between PS2 and PS4. Okay. And the reason I say that is PS2 obviously is a classic system. Mm-hmm. There are, what, like 5,000 games on that thing? Mm-hmm. And you got all your, you know, you got your Metal Gears, your Final Fantasies, your Kingdom Hearts. You've got everything you could ever want on that system. Mm-hmm. I was the king of consoles in its day, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, you couldn't mess with PS- PS2. I mean, yeah, Dreamcast like, tried. See what the tragic end of that story. Yeah, was. Xbox tried. And, I mean, they, you know, they did their thing for a little bit. But original Xbox, nothing on PS2. Nothing. Not even close. Halo at the time, yeah, but that was it. Yeah. But um, PS4, just we've just been seeing so many, like, near perfect exclusives like year after year after year like Mm -hmm. horizon god of war persona just all these games i've played through and have had such a connection with and have just i just couldn't stop playing them Mm -hmm. and joe rogan would think i'm wasting my time but i feel like i'm opening my emotional state even more and better understanding myself as a person by playing these games funny (laughs) thing about horizon (laughs) uh my wife so when i got my wife her uh ps4 we got her Horizon Zero Dawn with it. 
brand new in the plastic. It was in the plastic until last year <laughs> when I loaned it to a friend. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. But, so uh, I've, I, I say I have it. I've, I've never played it. Oh, it's, man. It's good. You should. Yeah, it's really good. And the second one's coming out mm-hmm. uh, oh, the next few years, so... Yeah, I gotta get on that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if I had if I had to choose, I'd say PS4. Okay. Because what well, it's been out since what 2014. Mm. I feel like I've done surprisingly most of my gaming during that time from 2014 to now, mm. which is weird because I I you know I'm an adult now, responsibilities, family and everything. But when a game, when one of these exclusives comes out, I just put so much time into it, and they all they're always just so good. They're so good. Spider-Man, we were talking about that earlier. Yep. Spider-Man is a near-perfect game. The only thing I would change is the side quest variation. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, PS4, I'm going to say favorite system of all time. Cool, man. Well, let's see. I'm with you, and, Sean, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the same for you. Like, you know, you play video games your whole life. You go through a lot of different systems. I've had the PS1, the PS2 in their hay. I was a Sega Genesis kid. I had an NES. Game Boy Advance, I was big on that. DS, one of the early adopters of that. Eventually got the Xbox and the GameCube. Never owned a Dreamcast, but I, I have respect for it. I think it's a cool system. Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS, all of them, pretty much. I want to say I'm leaning towards Switch as well, even though it hasn't been out that long, because just because of all the things we already discussed, all the advantages it has. And, it's, I mean, you want to talk exclusives. It also is kicking a lot of ass because it's Nintendo. they got a huge library mm-hmm. of games to pull from. They don't always take advantage of that backlog like they wish they would. Mega but, Man. But I'm, I'm telling you, it, it like, when you get a Nintendo system, you know you're in for it because whatever's coming out for that system, is, is it's going to strike gold every time. I can't think, even with the Wii U, I can't think of a single Nintendo system where if you got it, you wouldn't have a treasure trove of exclusives to check out and have a really good time with. Yeah. PS4, I, I'm really impressed with as well. And uh, I think it's this, this question's tough because I feel like you have to add so much context to it because I think if I were to do like a top five consoles, then PS2 and PS4 would definitely go in there. I think Game Boy Advance would go in there. Game Boy Advance blew my mind. Just to be able to play like 16-pit games at the time that I could way back in the day, like portably, was insane to me. It got me through some tough... I had a telemarketing job the entire time I was playing Final Fantasy uh, Tactics Advance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say the Switch. The Nintendo Switch is also my favorite console. So, cool. Well, I think that brings us up to time. So, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I'm going to close out with my plugs. And uh, Sean, will give you a chance to plug what you want to plug as well if you have any groups that you game on you want people to check out. So if you like what you hear on the podcast, you want to hear more, feel free to follow me on Twitter at MikePetersonAL. The YouTube channel is MC Paper Stacks Plays. I'm putting Twitch streams that age out on there or highlights. But you can see my fresh Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. I Twitch every night of the week. Mondays and Wednesdays I start at 9 and we're doing Monday Night Brawl and Wednesday Blind Plays. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I start at 8. We're doing the, just the main game that I'm playing the most, the one that's most recently come out. Right now, that's Ghost of Tsushima. On Fridays, do Friday Night Frights. That's horror games. And then Sundays, I play The Witcher. And Friday Night Fright starts at 10. Sundays at 7. All this is Eastern Time. Check out future episodes of the podcast at our hub at anchor.fm slash player2 has entered the pod. Every every Sunday, a new episode is coming out. Feel free to donate to the cause on that hub if you wish. Podcast is also available on Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, 
Apple Podcasts, and yes, Spotify. You can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com if you have any questions, stream suggestions, concerns, comments, etc. Uh, if you'd like to check out a, a Facebook group that I run, I've got one at facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers. Derek, what you got? All right, uh, you can follow me at goody, on Twitter at goodies underscore more. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at gamergoodiesmore. And you can check out my website at gamergoodiesandmore.com. I've got a bunch of items that I sell on eBay there. And uh, just recently, actually just today, I always uh, get the best stuff on Saturdays. I picked up a bunch of uh, inbox anime and video game figures so i'm going to be posting those this week on ebay and you can check out my ebay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more so be on the lookout for that john my twitch account is mr muffin time gaming mr muffin time gaming all right mr. Muffin time. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks gentlemen i appreciate you appreciate everybody out there listening we hope you guys have a good week and we will see you next week bye all right see you guys. Guys.